Easy G's will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Good. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk about TV commercials. Good ones, and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. Normally I'd say sunglasses are ostentatious. <laughs> My name is Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Vives. Hi, Andrew. Do you recognize that voice? I don't. I'm going to play it for you one more time. Oh, here. is it it's Max Hedrew? Normally I'd say sunglasses are... <laughs> yeah, that would be Max. As I say, Max Hedrum. 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 <laughs> We're going to get into that in a second, okay. by the way. Um, today on the show, my recent interest in Max Hedrum or Hedrum led me to a commercial that I'd never seen before that sort of like changed the way I looked at those famous Max Hedrum Coke commercials from the 1980s, what I didn't realize was those commercials were specifically tied to this idea of new Coke. I don't know if you realize that or not. And we've talked a little bit about new Coke on the show before. And we we even went on, I'll say, a medium dive on it. And today I'd like to go on a a deeper dive on new Coke, the cola wars of the 80s between Pepsi and Coke, and how Max Hedrum fits into all of that okay yeah and beyond okay so i'm going to take you on a little journey today because it all started when i uh hit play on one commercial and i was really shocked it was a max hedrum commercial i was looking for it for some other purpose and i was really shocked by the messaging in it and so that got me uh pulling on a string and so i'm going to continue to pull on that string with you guys today plus we will check in with the ad council as always um that uh, jingle that listener Melly sang on our voicemail line last week for the famous Nobody Beats the Wiz yeah. New York area commercials from the 80s. Turns out that is also the inspiration and sample for a, well, what the kids call a banger from the era as Ooh. well, which somebody uh, wrote in to hit me too. So that's what we'll be doing today on the show. Let's start by talking about soda pop. Soda John Fogarty, by the way. I I don't really. Wasn't he in the Eagles? What is this? I don't know. I don't know who John Fogarty is. He's just one of those like older, he's one of those you know boomer era musicians that I just kind of like put in a mental box marked never to be opened. I guess. I am pretty sure he was in the Eagles, but I'm not even going to look it up. Yeah. I don't even care that. I don't much. care that much. That was why I said I put it in a yeah. mental box. Mark, do not open. Exactly. Now, I'm going to be saying the words Max Hedrum a lot in the show today, and I'm very much in my head about this because I always thought it was pronounced Max Hedrum. I know it's spelled Max Hedrum. Right. In fact, do you know why it is? that's his name? I don't. I assume it's some pun on the fact that he's like a digital character in a TV. There have been a lot of iterations in a short period of time in the mid in the, in the mid 80s of Max Hedrum. And it started with a uh, uh, I think a made for TV movie that first aired on British television. And then a Max Hedrum isn't a now you got me doing it. 
Max or was room, it Canadian? I was going to say, like, he's a British. He originated. He's not a, a made in America product. Yeah, it's not made in America, I don't think. But you know what? As I said, British, that seems wrong. I know it was. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, it says uh, this on Wikipedia. Max Hedrum first debuted in April 1985 on Channel 4 in the British-made cyberpunk TV movie Max Hedrum 20 Minutes into the Future, which somebody sent to me. I think it might have been listener Bill sent this uh, to me. The whole thing is on YouTube. And the reason – and so that – explained his origin story then it became a tv show over there and then it came here to the united states where um it was carried by cinemax and then they remade the movie here whatever i don't have to give him the whole origin of of him but um the actual character was a journalist originally who had made some enemies I think it was kind of a post-apocalyptic, or like kind of a... He's like a a RoboCop? Well, he was a journalist who was being chased by some anti-journalist forces of some sort. He's on a motorcycle, and somebody uses computers, so as he's being chased through a garage, I want to say, somebody brings down like the um, parking arm that makes you stop your car so you can pay the fee to park or whatever, and... Back then in England, instead of saying maximum height, it would say max period headroom. Okay. So how much space you have to go underneath this thing. And uh, the cyberpunks who are after this journalist character use their computers to make that arm go down on him as he's trying to drive through it with a motorcycle. And he smashes his head into it right where it says max period headroom. And then somehow, I don't know, they put his soul in a computer. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, that's the RoboCop part. I'm out of energy at that point. <laughs> but I really want to focus less on Max Hedrum and more on Coke and Max Hedrum's role in that. But let's talk about the fact that I say Max Hedrum. So, again, I know it's a play on words, but I always said it this way because he says it this way. And I'm gonna, I have some examples here. But what I've realized is in commercials for both Coke or promos for his TV show, he says Max Hedrum, but then the voiceover people or the people who are not Max Hedrum say Max Hedrum, and they emphasize the room more. Take a listen to this. For the first time ever on DVD, Max Hedrum. Max Hedrum. The co- like that to me is two people saying it very differently. Yeah. He says Max Hedrum, and then the guy says Max Hedrum. I do not object to having the the D to having the dr sound. Mm-hmm. In other words, Max you could say Matt. You could say Max Head Room, mm-hmm. or you can say Max Head Room and put the D with the R. I think the D does go with the R. I think where I think it's a very it's the narcissism of what do they say the narcissism of minor differences like. I think it's that I'm hearing oom um and you're hearing um. I hear I hear it both ways. You don't when he says it, doesn't it sound like um? Max Hedrum. I mean that's very clearly Max Hedrum. Like I hear, I hear an ooh in there. Really, that's yeah. funny. Um, as Luke said on TBTL the other day, though, because I was having the same argument with him, he said, "Fine, then if you're going to say Hedrum, then you have to say Max Hedrum." Yeah, that seems because fair. that's also the way he pronounces it. Right. So there are other examples of that as well. Like I, here is a, a, this is another Coke commercial where I think. What's that? So this is again some sort of a techno futuristic. Uh, scene where some kids ride up on bicycles and they're discovering a little TV screen and who's in there but our hero. Cross-ass this is Max Hedrum. Again, that sounded like uh, Max Hedrum to me, but then the kid repeats it and clearly says Hedrum. This is Max Hedrum. 
So anyway, um, that's where we are. I'm going to try to split the difference. I'm going to try to say Max Hedrum, Hedrum to make everybody happy. Okay. Um, but anyway, the commercial that launched all of this, as I was just watching these random Max Hedrum commercials, um, was one that seemed to appear somewhere in the middle of the campaign. Again, the year is 1985. And what I've learned is what Max was selling during this time was not just Coca-Cola, but the new flavor of New Coke, which, of course, we've talked about on the show before. It It's looked at as kind of a disastrous period for Coke. They had they had their classic formula and then they tried to change things up. Right. And yeah. it was not a huge success at first. Um, but I did not realize how much the advertisers were taking a kind of come from behind defensive take on all of this so like they started out in a defensive crouch well they certainly got there this particular one um and again this is not the first commercial with max for for new coke but we see a kidney sitting at a very classic looking diner and there's a tv sitting at the diner with the kid and max appears on the tv and he starts talking to this kid who's about like i don't know 14 years old and the whole point of this commercial is for some reason i don't know why Max asks this kid if he remembers his first kiss or how he used to think about kissing. And the kid's like, ew, gross. But then he got a little bit older. And now giving kissing a second chance is great for this kid, essentially. And he's using that analogy to sell Coke. Like the first time you tried this new Coke, you didn't like it. But... You didn't like kissing at first either. Now you like kissing, so maybe you should give this Coke. This is an upsetting metaphor that Max Headroom has uh, constructed. Isn't it weird? I'm doing a bad job of describing it, but it's also tough to describe. So here it is. This kid is sitting at the counter. The TV flicks on, and then Max starts talking. A drink's delightful the second time. Oh, hi. Do you remember the first time you tried... Kiss, kiss, kissing? Ooh. But now... <laughs> and when you first tried Coke, I bet you said, uh-uh, not for me. But hey, let's not let first impressions swim. And let's try Coke, Coke, Coke again, shall we? Because once you've acquired that new wave taste, you're going to want to try it again, again, and again. <laughs> Coke's delightful, the second. Catchy, isn't it? Catch the wave. Coke. I wow, was just shocked. Coke as an acquired taste. Right? That is bonkers. And a, a lot of this that we've talked about, um, we talked about in one of our earliest episodes where the theme of the show was products kind of apologizing yeah. to you in a certain way or, or for, for making a mistake or, or trying to get you back on board with something. Yeah, and there have been products where I think it's a great idea. I think that um, Miracle Whip did a campaign like that, which was really smart and fun. Um, I think maybe there's a similar one for like uh, Marmite, which is a British, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess, condiment that uh, is disgusting and is for sure an acquired taste. But like, I think it was a it was a cool and and uh, savvy idea to position it that way as sort of a dare. Um, but this is yeah, just like straight up like you didn't like it the first time, so try it again. I never knew that Coca Cola ever had a nag campaign. And like I don't remember. I mean, I know New Coke was a huge failure, and I my vague memory of it is that it was more it was more like Pepsi. In other words, it was sweeter than classic Coke, and that's what people didn't like about it. But it was still just sugar water. Like, it's not that hard. Like, even I can drink a Pepsi and not be like, oh, 
How I can't try this again. Well, I was. They got me thinking about like the history of New Coke. I wasn't sure exactly how it did come about, and it did have to do with the competition from Pepsi. So, so far as I can tell, Coca Cola has always sold more than Pepsi yeah. across the board. Pepsi has never overtaken. Yes, they'll always be the like Harvard of sales. Right, but around this time in the 1980s, Pepsi starts really nipping at the heels. In fact, they get better celebrity. Yes, exactly. Uh, campaigns. And so I, I read this from um uh, it was uh, actually Matthew Iglesias who I um knew from my time when I was a talk show producer, wrote in Slate Magazine in 2013, uh, by 1983, Pepsi was outselling Coke in supermarkets, leaving Coke dependent on its larger infrastructure of soda machines and fast food tie-ins to preserve its lead. But out the door of a grocery store, Pepsi was selling more. That's pretty huge. Yeah, Pepsi and has very never scary been the if you're Coke. Exactly. So they start thinking, okay, what are we going to do? Now, before the idea of new Coke comes out in 1985... Back in 1982, that's when Coke first releases Diet Coke. Coke had never released another product under the Coke label before. Oh, wow. And in 1982... Not until 1982 was yep. there anything other than Coca-Cola. And no Diet version yeah, of it. Yeah, that's wild 1982, they come out with Diet Coke. Now, here is the deal. They didn't publicize this, of course, but when they came out with Diet Coke, they made it taste more like Pepsi. I read that somewhere. Interesting. I can't cite my source on that because I was bouncing through a lot of stuff today. But apparently that was kind of the camel's nose under the tent. Well, if we're going to make this diet product, let's try to make it a little bit more like Pepsi. Here was um, a commercial introducing Diet Coke to the world in 1982. You know what's new? Diet Coke! And you're going to drink it just for the taste of it. Introducing Diet Coke. You're going to drink it. Oh, wait, stay here. Tri-Staters say goodbye to MASH. The story at 11. <laughs> the last episode of MASH. Yeah, so you could probably check so that out. So that's an amazing, those are two seminal events in American history. The invention <laughs> yep. of Diet Coke and the end of MASH. Yeah. Um, now, I love that commercial because, I mean, it's just kind of a classic 80s commercial where you see all kinds of people in all kinds of walks of life just enjoying yeah. Diet Coke Someone literally rolls down a limousine window and a, someone in a white-gloved hand uh, hands it to them like a butler. Exactly. Yet we also see people in hard hats drinking um, Diet Coke. There's also just like a lot of New York City scenes that you don't really know. Like, why are these people gathered? Yeah. Um, there's uh, like a couple that are, the guy is like dressed up like he's, you know, an angler, like he's going fishing for the weekend. I'm sure there was a mime in there somewhere. <laughs> sure that just for the it. taste of it, Diet Coke. Boy, that takes that is that is an ear like that just gets stuck in my head. Like it was so ubiquitous. And also think about that as a, they're rolling out a new diet beverage, but the commercial campaign is not focusing on the diet. They're saying you're gonna like the taste of yeah, it. Yeah, they mentioned it has one calorie. At right. One point. But the song is just for the taste of it. And again, I think that gives credence to the argument that they were actually trying to create a product that could compete a little bit better against Pepsi, which was starting to eat its lunch a little bit or, or, or drink its soda a little bit. Um, so Diet Coke is a huge hit. And then in 1985, Coke decides that they're going to do the now infamous 
change the original Coke formula to new Coke and then put a huge push behind it, right? Also, part of this thinking was also a way of not just competing with Pepsi, but getting them away from sugar and using the the more affordable corn syrup ah. as a sweetener. Um, and so that's... So before, that, before new Coke was a thing... All Coke was Mexican Coke? I think it was sugar. I think they used sugar up until then. Yeah. yeah. I could be slightly wrong about that. As and no one, to your knowledge, I, and uh, pardon me if I'm jumping ahead in the story uh-huh. here, but to your knowledge, has it ever been established or even credibly asserted that it was all a big, it was all a big misdirection? Like, that they, that the, I mean, what, it's it's perfectly plausible that they would invent something called new Coke. It is totally implausible to me that they wouldn't have left Coke Classic on this, that they wouldn't have continued to make Coke Classic, right? Like that they wouldn't have from the very start. But to to say you can no longer get Coca-Cola as you understand it to be, to me, is lunacy unless... It was always a plan to remind everybody how much they love Coke Classic. That has been a rumor since then, I think. I but I don't think it's true. It's There's no true. nobody has the, the well, obviously the company does. It's like de- a better kept secret than who Deep Throat was. The company de- denies it, of course, but they would. Um, why would Coke lie to you? But I actually, I don't think there's enough. I honestly think they were just thinking, hey, listen. People are choosing Pepsi over us. We need to make a change. And also, think about how tightly they were cherishing this idea of the name Coke. Only until three years earlier, there was never another product that had Coke in the title until Diet Coke. So that, again, I think underscores how they were like, no, they, they're not going to just like release Coke 2 and keep Coke 1. <laughs> that, seem, that seems like, especially back then, people weren't doing tricksy things like that. It's like, we're going to try, we're going to try to release, um, you know, a new formula. to make formula. it better that yeah. like more. And that's how you end up with this. There's never been a better taste. There's never been a better Coke. Introducing the greatest taste discovery in a hundred years. Introducing the new taste of Coca-Cola. A taste that is Coke and everything a Coke means. A taste that's very familiar, yet totally new. A taste so good, so real, it couldn't be anything but a Coke. The great new taste of Coke. Watch for it, try it, and enjoy the best tasting Coke ever. And that takes me back, too, because it's the Coke cans and bottles basically look the same, except they have a silver uh, little ribbon banner across the corner of it that well, says and, new well and tellingly new coke was coke it's not mm-hmm. coca-cola right it just oh interesting it's not uh coca-cola you're yeah, right yeah, classic yeah. coke will always have the full yeah. scripty coca-cola on it and coke was different it was a it was a serifed font uh the the logo was just a, a serif font that said C-O-K-E. Yeah, you're right. The, so the labeling was was more different than, or the, the packaging was more different than I gave it credit for. We watched this one before. Um, this is, again, the same campaign launching New Coke. And who do they get for this one but New Edition? Remember new this? Edition. We're here to introduce the great new taste of Coca-Cola, the taste of today. So Coke is competing with Pepsi. Don't forget, 
Pepsi had the star power of Michael Jackson at the time. That's right. Which I don't even remember this commercial. I don't remember seeing this commercial in the wild. I just remember all of the stories about this is the one where Michael Jackson actually got caught on fire, right? Because he had a lot of hair product in and is there this, was some sort of... It, I know he did get caught on fire at some point. Is Was it in the making of this ad? I, I it was in the, I thought it was in the making of a Pepsi commercial. And this is like the 92nd big um, Michael Jackson commercial. You see all these people in the city who have Michael Jackson mania and they're all dressed up like Michael Jackson in various ways, including a little kid who's like wearing the red leather jacket and has the um, silver glove. And uh, then eventually Michael Jackson makes an appearance. I didn't I also did not remember that this is just him reworking Billy Jean. Did you remember that? A lot of Michael Jackson likes throughout the city. Also, a lot of kids. Yeah, a lot of these that he's a lot of the people he's dancing with are kids, and some then like I guess twenty somethings. It's almost a, uh, it's it's Billie Jean obviously is the music, but there's like a beat it quality to it because like a group of kids, one of whom is dressed as Michael Jackson with the red jacket and the glove and everything, come upon like cross like cross a street to meet a gang of adults who are led by the real Michael Jackson, and they're all so they have this then they have kind of a dance off dance together. Um, and this ad is great, by the way. Yeah, it's really good, like, right? It's just so weird and mind-blowing to remember a time when not only was Michael Jackson the biggest star on planet Earth, um, but that his brand was so centered around his appeal to prepubescent pubescent boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's macabre in the extreme. And also, it's amazing to remember just how much his personal style just affected. Like, this commercial is obviously an exaggerated version of it, but, like, I mean, look at look at what Eddie Murphy was wearing yes. in Raw. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just the way he just had this one silver glove and glitter socks. And, and the next jacket. Thing you know, and the jacket. And he defined a generation in terms of music and style and... Uh, he informed generations of performers who are still, you know, stealing his moves. I mean, you know, I believe all of his accusers. Uh, and also, I you can't deny that he was an insanely talented individual. Yeah. Can we actually go back to that new edition ad for just a sec before we move on? I um, I was really taken by it. I think it's a really good ad. And it's notable that not only is new edition a black perf- a group of black performers, but Almost everybody in that ad was a black actor, either somebody who was, you know, uh, watching the new edition show or consuming Coke. But it was an almost all black cast in that fairly like large ad. And I was thinking about, um, you know, whether or not Coke had ever deliberate, ever had ever targeted black consumers in quite that way before that ad. Um, 
and also like how with between Michael Jackson and the Cosby show, how the 80s were sort of an interesting time for middle class black consumers and for brands starting to take notice of them in a different way. And that's not to say that brands or companies became anti-racist in that moment. I know they didn't. But just it's an interesting it would have been an interesting time to be a black consumer and to start to have your purchasing power uh, recognized in a different way in marketing. And I, I can't say this for sure, but my guess is the inclusion of new edition there is probably somewhat inspired by the Michael Jackson yeah, ad a, a, totally across the street, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so that's why that kind of stood out to me. And all of this is happening, by the way. Almost everything we've talked about is 1985. Like, all of this ping-ponging around I'm doing is still, like, solidly within one year this is happening. Yeah. The revealing of New Coke and the Michael Jackson ad for Pepsi. And, and the, I mean, it is, as uh, as Billy Joel said, it really was the Cola Wars. Um, and so um, <laughs> let's go back now to talk about Max Hedrum's uh, role in all of this. By the way, I'm not going to play it, but, like, there's a Max Hedrum one where they get uh, Michael Jordan dunking and selling new coke as well there are a lot of crossovers like that we'll get to one with run dmc later i think too but the thing is there's immediately a backlash to new coke just in the marketplace not even you know on behalf of competitors and um that's why where we get these max headroom commercials where he's a little bit more defensive that kissing commercial again like try it again like that's the most defensive one i could find but here is uh where he uh, wants to start something called the coke pop quiz i want to say in this one he uh thinks it's his marketing idea I've got an idea. Why doesn't New Coke have a taste test where New Coke takes on Pepsi and we'll call it the New Coke Pop Quiz? Where? When Coke did take on Pepsi in nationwide tests, more people chose Coke over Pepsi. Prove it to yourself. You'll see why more people are choosing the taste that wins the test. Coke. Now, let's watch one more of these things, too. So this is the one where they're kind of like saying, hey, why don't we have this? Why don't we have this uh, Coke pop quiz? And then I think in this next commercial, they introduce it. Good morning, class. Cokeology. The study of good taste. In fact, the taste that stands the test. Yes. The test where new Coke takes on Pepsi, i.e. That's as in. The new Coke pop quiz. Cokeologist. All others pay attention. When Coke did take on Pepsi in nationwide tests, more people chose Coke over Pepsi. Prove it to yourself. You'll see why more people are choosing the taste of Coke. Catch the wave, Coke. Now, I think this is specifically interesting because we're talking about Coke's back being up against a wall. This is a direct ripoff of what Pepsi had been doing to Coke starting exactly 10 years earlier in 1975. Pepsi, Pepsi came out with the Pepsi challenge yeah. where people like they were and they were legitimately apparently doing this going into malls <laughs> and taking, you know, and, and saying, hey, I have a bottle of Coke and a bottle of Pepsi. I don't exactly. Know. They all have binders. They're always hiding the bottle of yeah. Coke and the bottle of Pepsi behind binders. And I think that so obviously this is probably where the the tides begin to shift a little bit in Pepsi's direction. This is a hugely successful campaign. Now, 10 years later, Coke's back is up against a wall. It creates a product to fight against Pepsi. And it's just doing it's calling it the new Coke pop quiz. Yeah. And it's just the Pepsi challenge. Yep. Which is amazing. Now, I don't go back in time here. Back 
in time to 1975. This is one of the earliest examples, if not the earliest example, of um, the Pepsi challenge. And I also think there's something interesting about this campaign, too. This is the taste. This is the test. Pepsi versus Coke. The Pepsi challenge. And all across America, more people take Pepsi. Pepsi. Time after time. Pepsi Cola. I'm going to pull it up there's more examples in the audio on that is so terrible. But, like, the thing about this, there's a lot of interesting things about it. But, like, Pepsi's approach here is to have people be like, whoa, I picked Pepsi? <laughs> like, again, starting from, like, the beta position, right? Yeah. And don't we see that again in, like, 2019 or 2020 with that Super Bowl commercial where the the tagline was something like, Pepsi isn't just good enough or something like that. Yeah, it was an ad with like um, Steve Carell. Steve Carell, and I want to say maybe Cardi B. I think it was Cardi B, yeah. And a couple of other celebrities. And is Pepsi okay was the, you know, people people go into a restaurant. This is the experience that they're trying to address, right? You go into a restaurant, you ask for a Coke. Is Pepsi okay? I always say no, but most people probably just say yes. And the premise of this ad was, don't just say it's okay, it's better than okay. Exactly. And it was just so, I felt like, I felt so sad for Pepsi at that I moment. Know. I just felt a lot of pity for them. Right? And like, and that's, you know, again, in the in the modern era, but back in 1975, this Oh, Lil John, another oh, famous okay right, sayer. Right, right, right. Um, and they were just kind of like, what? I mean, it's so funny. It was super successful, but they're also just like, what i was drinking pepsi like it's also like such a here i'm gonna go so that first one was 1975 here's 1977 they go to tulane university i love the various backdrops they choose why tulane i have no idea we asked these students at tulane university to have a little fun conducting their own pepsi challenge sure surprised a lot of them like cornelia pepsi. and kevin pepsi. and holly pepsi. and carly this is the same kind of test we gave people all across the they country. They all look so embarrassed that they chose Pepsi. I, this is meaningless data unless I know how many people they did this test to and how many of them chose Pepsi over Coke. I read it's somewhere just, that this is just these are just random examples. They are not. This is not useful data. If you ask a thousand, what if they asked a thousand people and those were the only people who chose Pepsi? So obviously, Coke in the '80s starts doing this with their their Coke Pop quiz. Pepsi's doing this in the '70s, and I read somewhere that it was only when the companies do it, like some some actual non biased or unbiased researchers did something similar and there was no like there was no line it was just 50 50 basically yeah. some people like pepsi more than coke yeah. I mean, that's the end all be all that's, of it that's the headline um here we like good jingles so here going again two years uh in the future here's 1979 the the pepsi challenge is still going strong all across this country people took the pepsi challenge and pepsi won because you know what we have Pepsi. In tests like these nationwide, more people prefer Pepsi over Coca-Cola. Okay. Uh, Pepsi. Are you no know winner when you taste one? Pepsi. Taste that winning taste. Pepsi. 
they went to Waco. They went to Los <laughs> Angeles where they talked to um, young surfer guys on the beach. Yeah, I the, they're always very squishy about the data. They say in yeah. that one they at least do say more people, but. Like you said, I bet it was like 50% plus one. Tell me if I'm right about this. In this one, they talked to some firefighters. Again, jumping ahead two years to 1981 now. Isn't this the welcome back Cotter guy? I have to take the Pepsi challenge. You know, I have two bottles of cola back here. And it is. It's Gabe Kaplan. No, I don't. We have never met before. That's correct. Right. Okay. Except at my sister's wedding. <laughs> but besides that, we have never met. Okay. Now I'm going to pick this up and tell me which one you chose. Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in tests like these nationwide, more people prefer to taste the Pepsi over Coca-Cola. Pepsi's much better. It's delicious. It's down nice and smooth. The taste is good. It's great. <laughs> Take the Pepsi challenge. Let your taste decide. Right, guys? Right! <laughs> so, firefighters also. Not a lot of women in that firehouse, I noticed. Uh, or people of color. Or people of color. You're absolutely right. Um, so Pepsi's got its Michael Jackson, uh, the choice of a new generation or a young generation. I can't remember which one it the was. The choice of a new generation. New generation. But I do think it's telling that I think Pepsi gained a lot of ground on Coke by appealing to young people. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now Coke comes out with new Coke to try to try to fight back. And there's a backlash in the marketplace. And of course, Pepsi takes advantage of of that. So now you have, and I don't know if we've ever talked about these before, you have commercials for Pepsi where you have Coke loyalists who are so put out that Coke would change on them that they're trying Pepsi for the first time, which again just seems like such a bonkers message. <laughs> like they are they they are focusing on Coke loyalists in these Pepsi commercials, like this young woman sitting in her teenage bedroom. Will somebody out there tell me why Coke did it? Why they changed? First they said they were the real thing, then they said they were it. Then kablooey, they changed. So now I'm gonna try my first Pepsi. But I still wanna know why Coke changed. Mmm. Now I know why. Pepsi. Wow. The choice of a new generation. Right? And you recognize that voice? That uh, was uh, Charlie Sheen. Or I'm sorry, Martin Sheen, not oh, Charlie Sheen. I, I did not recognize his voice. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that astounding? That's like, astounding. Like, Pepsi ch- comes right out and says, Coke changed their formula to taste more like us. Yes. And and they're also just saying, like, I feel betrayed. I sh- I mean, the hurt in that teenager's voice is astounding. Yeah. it That feels to me like... The Pepsi executives letting being allowed to drive the conversation over the marketers because that to like, doesn't that feel like an internal discussion that's being now like played out on a on a public stage? Yeah. I mean, to actually quote their original slogan in your commercial. Yeah. So um, just put yourself in the shoes of a Coke executive. Right. They make they make Pepsi. They probably are true believers and believe that it is a superior product to coke they are in the like b slot in the marketplace so they so their whole campaign is around getting people to make the switch try and you'll see it's better we really believe it's better we believe we made a superior product go to your local mall do the pepsi challenge get together with your friends do the pepsi challenge if you try it you'll like it if you try it you'll like it and then coke which has always big dogged them in the marketplace um you know coke is it uh, the real thing, uh, Coke is older, the older product, the more the more established product. 
Coke then goes and basically apes their formula, right? Like throws out their supposedly tried and true classic formula and steals, basically steals Pepsi's idea, which is a sweeter, I think, less uh, carbonated soda. And so I'm a Pepsi executive. I am rip shit about this. Like you, we were competing on basically fair, even, even, you know, an even playing field, which soda pop tastes better to consumers. And then Coke basically pulls a dirty move. Again, if I'm a Pepsi executive and says like, okay, fine, we can't win on the merits. We'll just cheat and use a formula that's very similar to Pepsi's. So that to me, that, that young girl is a Pepsi vice president, uh, in drag well maybe this is also a pepsi vice president in drag uh we have three or four really old men sitting in i believe lawn chairs and like just like that young woman one of these old men is just so betrayed <laughs> what's the matter they changed my coke something wrong with it i know but they sure changed it i remember could've this asked. one i could have i stuck with them through three wars and a couple of dust storms but this is too much guess something big made him change. Right, big. His his friend holds up a Pepsi and says, mighty big. Right, big. Pepsi, the choice of a new generation. Still could have (laughs) asked. I guess he says right, big, not mighty big. What that doesn't really address is if these, all of these Coke loyalists stuck with Coke until they changed their formula to be more like Pepsi, why would they now like Pepsi? Yeah, that's a good point. Pepsi, so again, th- those ads don't make a lot of sense to me from a marketing standpoint, but they make a lot of sense to me from a corporate um, internal discussion standpoint. And of course, now Coke is kind of holding the bag, right? They try to change right. so that they can you know, compete better with Pepsi. There's a backlash. Pepsi's dunking on them. Yeah, They're like, okay, people want... The original formula, but it would look pretty bad if we just took the new one off the shelves. So let's give people a choice. Now, this, you want to talk about speaking on behalf of the executives? This time, the executive speaks. We've talked about this commercial before. I'm Don Keogh, president of the Coca-Cola Company. When we brought you the new taste of Coke, we knew that millions would prefer it, and millions do. And we knew that it would beat the taste of our major competitor, and it does. What we didn't know was how many thousands of you would phone and write asking us to bring back the classic taste of original Coca-Cola. Well, we read and we listened, and you know the rest. They're both yours, the new taste of Coke and Coca-Cola Classic. Your right of choice is back. Your, your right of choice. Your right is, of choice. Oh my God! Maybe take another pass at that script, marketer. I mean, it's just amazing. Everything has been like kind of whiz bang, Max yes. Headroom, like uh, new edition, sure. like everything. And now it is just an old white man who's the head of Coke sitting behind his wooden and leather desk in his study, just Doing saying a, a sort of a mea culpa. Hey, you know what? We're giving you your choice back. Yeah, your like, choice is back. From a mark and Genevieve, I know this I, I don't Coke, know. Coke, we're pro choice. <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little wound up about this, obviously, but like it's still nineteen eighty five. Yeah. I just sort of feel like we've lived a lifetime oh, yeah. of it's these so quaint, battles. Right? And it's still this has all just happened in a blink of an eye. And you think about like soda choice now, like there's 
I don't know. There's like 500 flavors of just Mountain Dew. Right. Exactly. And there's a new one every week, and nobody gets you know. There's no nothing. Nobody gets canceled really. Like they just roll out a new one and advertise. Like they advertise the shit out of that pink Mountain Dew, and then it's impossible to find. Yeah. Exactly. Like I've always found that baffling about certain soda campaigns. Like they made a Super Bowl commercial about that pink Mountain Dew. And you still can't find it in the stores. Like, what's the point of marketing that? Was it just so that, like, just to make a splash in the Super Bowl? I finally decided to try a Baja Blast the other day, and I brought it home. I must have picked up can Subway even get, or something like that. I was going like to say, can you even get it outside of, like, a Taco Bell? Or yeah, a, Baja Blast, or you can. So I brought it home, and I tried it. I'm like, oh, it tastes like chemicals. Then I looked. I accidentally got a Diet Baja Blast. I was like, God, yeah, that'll I, be still extra, don't, extra I still don't know if I like it or not. But anyway, I this I, I almost don't want to do this, but because um, I quoted the same exact thing on TBTL today. But yesterday, somebody tweeted out, I'm not really having a Baja Blast. I'm really having a Baja hard time. <laughs> or something along that. <laughs> I'm having a Baja hard time, actually. Um, okay, so now you have Coke, and they're saying you have you have options now. You have your what is it? Your right of choice. You have your right of choice. You have your right of choice which restored, is not a phrase. which is not a. Now Pepsi is like, oh, okay, we can dunk on that too. So here's another commercial. 1985. Old man walks into a diner. He just wants a Coke. I have a Coke. Sure, stranger. Which one? Just Coke. Well, there's lots of them. You see, the old Coke is the old Coke before it became your new Coke. The new Coke is the one that used to be your old Coke, which became your new improved Coke. Except for your classic Coke, which is really the old Coke, but now that's your new Coke. You know what I mean? Just give me the one you like best. That's easy. Guy gives him a Pepsi. Pepsi? Now more than ever, Pepsi, the choice of a new generation. Can I just go back to something that we talked about at the beginning of this show, this idea that they were so protective of not having too many products named Coke, but they finally come out with a Diet Coke, and now there are two products. Now they try this shit with this, your, your right of choice, and Pepsi is just like all over. Yeah. Like, which Coke is it? I don't know. There's oh, so many I don't Cokes know. Suddenly there's so many Cokes, it's like really hard to keep straight, but you know what's simple? Pepsi. They have a new Coke, but the new Coke's really the old Coke. Like, I... <laughs> I am loving Pepsi's just embracing of this moment, just watching Coke twist, at least in the marketing space. I don't know what any of this says about sales. Yeah, I would be curious to know, because I, I agree with you. New Coke was, I guess, if it was just truly the thing they thought they were doing, if that was going to be Coke forever and ever, was a stupid uh, an idea that was destined to fail. But in the long run... It was a blip in Coke's history, and they got so much coverage yeah. and so much. It became, yes, a punchline, but I think that it was Coke who laughed all the way to the bank. Yeah. Um, First of all, everybody tried new Coke. My family did. Did yours? I mean, I'm sure at some point, yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was like yeah. an event. Oh, I don't remember it being an event, but I'm sure at some point we're like, ooh, it's the new Coke. But like, I don't know that I ever... I was too young. I mean, eighty-five. I was like nine years old. I don't think I had a. I don't. I don't well, remember. Well, I grew up in Atlanta. Opinion. I think it was different. Yes. For us. Yes. You know, one thing was lost on me. The twenty nineteen. I came across this today. The twenty nineteen Super Bowl took place in Atlanta, and of course, Atlanta is the home of Coke. But Pepsi has been the longtime sponsor of the Super Bowl. Did we talk about this? I. I, I 
find it hard to believe we didn't yet. I have no recollection of it, which actually that's more believable. I don't remember <laughs> shit. But um, I don't recall us focusing on that. Pepsi had a campaign that was kind of like, hey, you know, thanks for having us or some commercials that were really like kind of n- nodding at the fact that here the Pepsi sponsored Super Bowl is in the backyard of Coke country uh-huh. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, RC Cola is still out there, of course. I wanted to look up what was RC Cola doing in 1985? Here's a real short one. It's very visual, but you see it's a um, an art museum, right? And a kind of a, a weary looking um, security guard is kind of sitting on a bench between these uh, three paintings. And one is of Coke, one is of Pepsi, and one is of RC. Some people prefer the taste of Coke. And some people prefer the taste of Pepsi. But some people go out of their way for the taste of RC. And that's it. There's no tag on it. What happens is the um, security guy goes up with his cup, tips the painting over. And it's a very like kind of um, pop art, pop art kind of style of painting for the RC. And he tips the painting and uh, fills his glass up with some RC. Genevieve, they... I'm talking about Royal Crown Soda here. Also did some bizarre shit. Check out this very Cold War commercial. You see a bunch of like Russian leaders like with big banners on either side of them talking to a crowd. Uh And the voiceover explains that some of these some of these Russians like Coke and some of them like Pepsi. But then it cuts to somewhere in like the mountains in. Well, I guess I should say the USSR. You see a bunch of like townspeople kind of dancing and drinking RC Cola. That's like the the, the real drink of the people. The the people, the, the, you know. The Taliban fighters or whatever, who, if you will recall, we were on the side of back right, then. Yeah. Uh, were like the the people who like rebelled against the autocracy, the authoritarian Soviet uh, overlords were uh, were all RC Cola drinkers. I love it. Watch A this, third party argument. Watch this banana shit. For some years, our friends overseas have been drinking only Pepsi-Cola. But recently, they started drinking Coca-Cola. And now our friends drink Coke and Pepsi only. But somewhere there are people who go out of their way for the taste of RC Cola. A taste that's unrestrained. Yes, some people go out of their way for the taste of RC. But sometimes, not far enough. Uh-oh, the Stasi's here. At the very end, like, they're, they're all in a little, like, cabin in the snowy mountains somewhere that is partying with RC. Is that not bizarre? Our friends overseas. I love the I love the idea of positioning Coke and Pepsi as no choice at all. It's yeah. just like it's uh you know it's a rigged election. A vote for Coke is a vote for Pepsi. It's what our dear leaders say dear, that we must dear drink. leader says yeah. drink Coke or Pepsi. It makes no difference. Now it's so funny that you mentioned uh, a third party because th- 85 was an election year, right? Because, of course, let's see, Reagan is re-elected in 86, right? That would be the beginning of his second term. That's right. So in 85, obviously, politics are on the brain, and there are two, and we'll we'll leave this here, but there are two Max Hedrum commercials that are specifically related to the campaign. No, no, Reagan would have been elected, re-elected in 88. Oh, you're right. Because Reagan was uh, in office from 84 to 92, and okay. then... Um, I remember Bush one was ninety two to ninety 
six. Yes, you're and then, of right. Course, Clinton was nine. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. So I just remember because I was old enough to vote in '96, and I, you know, I remember, I remember that. Yeah, election. you can work it backwards, but um, yeah. So I misspoke there. So here's what I'm guessing. Then this next commercial, which is still Max Hedrum, is probably not '85. I'm guessing this might be more like '87 at this point. Okay. Um, because politics are on the brain, but also so is hip hop. Because again, I feel like Coke is floundering around. Yes. And now they have Max Hedrum and run DMC and some sort of political messaging. It begins with a woman asking Max Hedrum, where do you stand on the issue? Oh, the issue. The issue. Take a listen to this. Max, where do you stand on the issue? I love the two-party system. Quite simply, I love to party. After all, in what better place could one appreciate the light, smooth, taste of new book? Like it, guys. Wait till the round is light. Don't move. D, that's me, so you'll bust the move. No debate. It's great. Boy, it ain't no joke. Tell Jay. You, 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 do you think anybody would have a commercial now where they say, I love the two-party system? <laughs> like, that is so many layers of bullshit it's in that so commercial. so many layers of bullshit. I also had not really internalized how unpleasant it is to watch Max Hedrum. Yeah, I know. So you won't be watching uh, Max Hedrum 20 Minutes in the Future with me I will me not later. be watching that with you later. I find, I find the Max Hedrum uh, gimmick or whatever just... I understand why it was sort of like interesting to people and and even appealing it in its moment, but it's there's something just very off putting about it to me now. I don't know how to I how agree. else to describe it. it the character I can't even seems, put my finger on the it. character seems incredibly unlikable. He's so unlikable, even as like it's some sort of AI being. He's yes. so unlikable. Yes, uh, maybe it's just that AI's come a long way and it's gotten a lot more likable. <laughs> Although we all have like AIs in our house. This is the other thing too. Like, it, it, just talk about the Max Hedrum thing. Like, a lot of people really thought it was true AI. Like, there, it was like <laughs> they didn't the know 80s it's just an actor. And we're, yeah, I mean, some people thought that, right? And of course, it was an actor um, with like a lot of just tons and tons of makeup and then garish lighting and everything to make yeah. it seem as fake as possible. But that's the other thing, too. Like, the 80s, when they were taking real life effects and trying to make it look as fake as possible yes. like totally the opposite of what we're doing today right, right where it where it's all deep fakes exactly okay one more of these commercials again this i can't even remember what's going on here but it's oh yeah this is another like oh genevieve these are getting so complicated so they still have max hedrum and you can tell this is near the end like because he's like almost a tertiary character in this and there's like election time is on the brain of I guess America and of New Coke um, <laughs> and part of thinking about politics at this point is thinking about the environment now we're kind of getting into the mid to late 80s sure. and so this begins people worried about the greenhouse effect so people and, and clean water yes. so this begins as a commercial where you it seems like it's an advocacy commercial for clean water and it has none of the futuristic shit going on with Max Hedrum it's just like people on white water rivers you know what i mean whitewater rafting down rivers and um various things and then max headroom shows up as a tv i believe in the wilderness at some point the issue is clean water we all have a stake in it for wildlife for recreation for clean ice cubes clean ice cubes to chill the light refreshing taste of a new coke a chilling idea 
elect the light, better taste for a brighter, better America. The time is now. The taste is a light. New possibilities. New Coke. And also calling the the um, flavor light now. And it starts off as this earnest commercial with Coke like deer had, drinking. They had no idea had what to no do idea at this point. They had no idea what they were doing. They were just flailing around, as you said. Isn't that bonkers? That is so bonkers. I know. Yeah, they were just throwing anything up against the wall to see what sticks. <laughs> so anyway. Like Subway did after their... Uh, oh, main right. pitch man turned out to be a child molester. Yeah, that's a tough one to that's a tough one to write around, honestly. Um, all right, so thanks for putting up with all of that. I no, realized I, I was kind of talking a mile a minute, but I just went on this little, and it all started with that. You remember your first kiss? You didn't like it, but your second kiss, you did like it. Which again, <laughs> just forget about the analogy. The premise of that is bonkers. Yes. Do most people not like their first kiss? I don't think that's accurate either. I don't think yeah. any of it's true. None of that and, even and makes sense. And then to be sense. like, try it again, try it again, try new Coke again. New Coke, it's like a bad first kiss. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Genevieve, do you remember last week? I do. How well? Pretty well. The show or just everything that happened last week? Everything that happened last week. I remember it all. (laughs) Last week on the... excruciating detail. (laughs) Almost too real. Almost as if I can't forget. As if you're living in two timelines at the same time (laughs) and it's driving you mad. Um, Listener Melly uh, called our voicemail line and sang a jingle that I thought... I think at the time I said I hadn't heard before, but you reminded me that that this um, I think electronic store in New York City in the eighties and nineties called the Wiz yes. is like kind of iconic. You said there was a Seinfeld. There's episode. a whole Seinfeld that uh, loosely centered on it. Yeah, right. And somehow I I'd missed all of that, or I'd forgotten about all of that. I'm not exactly sure. Here, I'll, I'll play the uh, I'll play the uh, jingle in one of these commercials here. Nobody beats the Wiz. Superstores with the opening of its newest store at 12 West 45th Street. Nobody beats the Wiz on this sharp VHS VCR unbeatable at $269. On a Gold Star 19-inch color TV unbelievable at $188. Or this Sony Stereo Cassette Super Walkman unmatched at $69. Nobody beats the Wiz. Nobody beats the Wiz. Okay, so now I got it. That's in my head. And um, listener Matt says, hey, I never knew about the Nobody Beats the Wiz jingle either, but I recognized it because... It seems like Biz Marquis used it in this great song called, and this is good, Nobody Beats the Biz. Pretty good. Very smart. Yeah. Very smart. I, I assume Bismarcky was a New York rapper. I mean, it seems like that would be the the era and the place, right? That sounds right. Seems right to me. Um, also, one other thing that we pulled from the Facebook page today, and then we got to get out of here, is uh, from listener Bill, who says, "Okay, so I'm watching Tubi. You know that." I mean, what would you call it? A, that a streaming service. Streaming service, Tubi. Uh, and he says, of course, there are commercials on Tubi. This one came on, and I laughed out loud. It's a manifestation of an old Stephen Wright joke. This is for something called Bel Air Direct Insurance. And I think this is going to go by pretty quickly. It's um, 
15 seconds and you see some guy and he's uh, switching a light switch back and forth in his house and I think his partner comes up and he's like, what is going on with this light switch? He has no idea what it does. And then we cut to some neighbor of his or somebody else, maybe in a completely different apartment building, sitting in his apartment and the light is going on and off and on and off and it's driving him bananas. Hey, hon, now that we switched our insurance to Bel Air Direct, we should take some of the money we saved to hire an electrician to figure out what this switch is for. Parp! It's happening again! Switch your insurance. <laughs> so he sees some older man and his light is going on and off and he says, Barb, it's happening again. Uh, I couldn't find the any audio of the actual joke from Stephen Wright, but it's oft quoted and I found it. It says, do you want me to do my Stephen Wright or should I just read it as Andrew? I'll, I'd like to hear your Stephen Wright. Yeah. Oh, wow. Actually, I said that as a joke, so I didn't think you wanted me to do it. And now I got to think yeah. about this. Careful what you wish for. Yeah. Well, I wasn't wishing for it. You called my bluff. is really <laughs> yeah, a better way of putting it. Bluff, I <laughs> yeah. guess I should say. In my house, there's a switch that doesn't do it. Oh, it's so terrible. I can't. I can't do this All whole right. joke in that. That's, That's now we know what it sounds like. I can't. How How would you do a Stephen Wright? I I, can I didn't hear, volunteer to do. But a I can Stephen hear Wright. it so perfectly in my head, but I can't make it come out of my mouth. In my house, there's this light switch that doesn't do anything. Every my, so often, I would flick it on and off just to check. Yesterday, I got a call from a woman in Madagascar. She said. Cut it out. <laughs> well, you at least stuck with it, which makes yours. <laughs> I powered through. Which really makes yours better than mine. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's get out of here. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right, now do your Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you have a Mitch Hedberg that you would like to do, call our voicemail at oh, 607-444-5597. Or uh, if you have got a jingle, any other impressionists you want to do. I really want to do that. If anybody does a good Mitch Hedberg or Stephen Wright, call our voicemail yeah, call line. I want to hear it because I feel like it's... It's doable. Yeah. I'm just I'm particularly bad yes, at imitation. Yes, people can do impressions. Yes. It's you and, and these I are cannot. Easy, and these are yes. like if you can do impressions, you can do that. So please call 607-444-5597. I want next week's show to be nothing <laughs> <laughs> but people quoting commercials in their best yeah. Stephen Wright voice. Yeah, you have to quote a commercial but pick but pick a it. pick a famous commercial <laughs> yeah. line and do it. I love it. Um or email us at after these messages show at gmail to tell us what a great idea that was yeah or visit us on the facebook group uh and we will talk to you next week and if you email us try to email us in your best Stephen wright email <laughs> <That's impression. right. laughs> with the caravan of man's from pakistan karachi posse zaki's poppy uh,